Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It's time for our Euro Watch segment. We've got quite a few things to talk about, from the EU having concerns about the US Inflation Reduction Act to the UK's November 17th budget. And helping me out this morning is Chris Humphrey, who's Executive Director, EU ASEAN Business Council. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Elliot. So quite a few things uh, to touch on. I I suppose let's start off with uh, the European Union saying they've got some serious concerns about the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act. Um, How exactly does this act affect the EU, though? Well, uh, the major concern in the act is the support that it provides for the European, sorry, for the uh, American electric vehicle industry. Uh, And a European side, and indeed the Koreans as well, are looking at that support and saying, hold on a minute. You're shutting out our manufacturers mm. from this market to support American manufacturers, and the way you're doing it is, is illegal. Under WTO rules, the way you're doing it is not right. And that's the thing that Europe is very, very concerned about. They believe that the American approach to it is designed clearly to support American industry and is being unfair and uh, anti competitive towards European industry. I want to ask, you know, whether the U.S. is willing to address these concerns and you know, have a conversation. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you still got these midterm elections. There is still that potential for a gridlock. I mean, how could that affect foreign policy in that sense? Well, I think uh, well, midterm elections, you're right, are heading towards uh, either a, a tied House, a tied Senate, or a, a very small Republican majority in, in the House. And that is going to hold things up in the U.S. On this particular topic, I don't actually see the Americans moving too much. Mm-hmm. I think their, their attitude is going to be very much like, this legislation's passed, we are doing this, and if you don't like it, take us a WTO. And that, of course, is going to be a long, drawn-out procedure. Wow. Um, and we've been here before, in other cases, have been the Airbus-Boeing cases over the years previously as well. I don't see this one changing too much. As for the U.S., uh, with after the midterms, when the dust trickles down and we know the result, we are probably into a period where you're not going to see a great deal of new policy movement happening over the next two years because either the House or the House and the Senate will be in Republican hands, and that's mm. going to be a, another problem to Biden. Mm. So uh, the, the UK and the EU are also close to a major breakthrough in their months-long spat over post-Brexit trading rules in Northern Ireland. This, I, I feel like we've talked about this for like four years now, uh, or maybe more, Chris. Could you give us a, a quick backstory of this spat? And, you know, reports say a major breakthrough is close, but I kind of feel I've heard this one before. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah, you're right. We have heard this one before. I think this time it really is going to happen, partly because it's been a change in Downing Street, I think, as well. Uh, so that the backstory is, quite simply, when the UK left the EU, Northern Ireland was the only part of the UK the land border with the Republic of Ireland. And the concern there was how about leakage into uh, the European single market of goods from the UK, because the land border between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland is, is uh, not a hard border at all. Mm. Um, and so that was the major concern. So you ended up then effectively with a customs check down the Irish Sea, which the people in Northern Ireland don't like, because they say that means we're not truly part of the UK. All a bit complex, but there is a breakthrough happening, and the breakthrough is being driven by technology, by the sounds of it. It's going to be the UK giving the EU officials access to database of goods movements between, between England, Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland, and make sure that they can then track which of those goods may or may not end up in the European single market. They're not quite there yet, 
but it is looking a bit more promising. And I think it's largely a bit more promising because we now have an incumbent in number 10 in the UK who really does not need or want this major issue on his desk. They're trying to find a way to resolve it. Okay. Chris, we move on to talk about the UK's November 17th budget. What can we expect from this budget? I mean, there are the issues of state pension, welfare payments, and the bigger issue of inflation. What are your thoughts on this? I think you're going to see a budget which is going to be very pleasing for the markets. Mm. Rishi Sunak is not going to want to make the same mistakes that Liz Trust made. So I think you're going to see a budget that's going to come out that's going to be a mix of a freezing of some welfare payments, promises to increase some welfare payments, because you're going to have to do that to please the electorate, some tax increases, uh, government spending cuts at the same time, uh, but a I think I would call it a safe pair of hands mm. budget is what you're going to see. So it could be, he's come in and he's actually when he was campaigning previously against this trustful leadership, he would make it very clear, we're in for a rocky time and I'm going to be a safe pair of hands in charge. And you're going to see that from him now. So I don't think you're going to see spectacular promises. You will see some increases in things like pensions and maybe welfare benefits, okay. but they're going to be very, very moderated. Increases in taxes, they'll make sure that it's clear that they're being paid for, and then cuts in government spending as well. Mm, they're definitely going to go for those energy companies as well, uh, in light of uh, the energy situation. And Bill Investor's Confidence, I suppose, is the name of the game. Absolutely. Uh, he needs to get the markets back on side, mm. uh, reduce that volatility we're seeing, particularly in, in uh, borrowing rates of government bonds going forward. Uh, so, uh, yeah, his, his view, I think, is going to be, and he's got Jeremy Hunt on one side, yeah, and Willie Kane, his chance under this trust, also made it very clear we need to do something. They, they will be absolutely uh, majorly concerned. We've got to get the markets back on side. Mm. Uh, Chris, I know for this last question, it's slightly political. I, I know your expertise is more on the, uh, the, the, the business side of things and uh, the markets side of things, but let's try and get through this. So there is this issue about the United States encouraging Ukraine to show that they're open to negotiate with Russia, like like to give a sign that they are open, not to directly negotiate. I, I believe that's what they're trying to, to clarify. I mean, what have you heard in terms of you know other regions in the EU uh, about trying to encourage this sort or, or take a similar stance to to push this war towards an end? You know, just to, to get people to talk and stop all of this because uh, the energy situation isn't helping as well. Yeah, and I think part of this stuff, the backstory behind all this is concern about war fatigue, you know, Ukraine fatigue, uh, and of course with Europe about to go into winter as well. Yeah. How's the, the general system agree? How did the people on the street, how are they going to feel about all this if suddenly their gas bills through the roof, their electricity bills through the roof, or they're having to turn the lights off? Uh, and that's, I think, the big concern that's really behind all this talk at the moment. And the other one is, where is the off-ramp? Where is the off-ramp for Russia? Where is the off-ramp for Ukraine in this? And you've got to find a fine for me, otherwise this war could drag on for months, for years. Um, so you've got to find some way, some way out of it. Now, the statements from Kiev have been very, very strong. Mm-hmm. We won't negotiate with the time there's a Russian soldier on our, on our soil. Um, but, you know, that's posturing. In my view, that's posturing for lots of people. Okay. But I've, the support from Europe for Ukraine is not about to wane, I don't think. But everybody, I'm sure, is doing things behind the scenes to try and find a way out of this problem so that the war can be resolved as soon as possible. All right. Been speaking with Chris Humphrey, Executive Director of the EU and ASEAN Business Council. Chris, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. 
Thanks, Eddie. Cheers. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.